Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest and greatest episode of Game Rivals. I'm one of your hosts, Maximilian X, and as always with me is the man with the master plan, the guy who is in zone. It's Sean Templar. How's it going, Sean? I'm good, but those puns keep getting better and better, so please stop. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm very good, actually. Um, it's been an interesting couple of weeks um, for me, at least in terms of gaming news. I know. Uh, which we're probably going to be talking a lot about. No, we're actually going to talk about it for five minutes, so I'm going to constrain you to it. So you have to pick, like, the main <laughs> things, and then after five minutes, it's done. No. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right, okay. Um, but, yeah, there's, there is... Uh, Gonna be straightforward. There's gonna be a lot of Nintendo-related news this week. Yeah. So uh, if that is not your jam, just put it on in the background, and you know, it'll be fine. Um, if not, um, I hope you enjoy it, anyways. So let's just dive right into it. Um, starting with the obvious thing that's in the back. What you're seeing here is, uh, uh, well, if you're watching the watching on YouTube, first of all. Hi. Um, if you're not, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 had a direct uh, a couple of weeks ago. And it was kind of interesting because people were like really waiting for a direct announcement to come. And then it hit, and it, then it turns out to be Xenoblade 3. And people were happy, but also a bit disappointed because they're like, but is there... Does that mean that we're not getting a normal direct or any direct at all besides this? Like, whatever. Um, so, you know, and I know that Xenoblade 3 is not for everybody because not everybody's into JRPGs, and that's absolutely fine, right? To me, I'm this was into big. JRPGs. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, have, you, like, have you seen at least the trailer for Xenoblade 3? Uh, the previous ones I've seen... This yeah, one, like, yeah. I tried to watch the direct, but, like, in the beginning already, it was too long for me. It's like, it, it's fine. yeah, I was like, ah, never mind, skip. But I, to be honest, I have considered uh, playing Xenoblade Chronicles, the first one, and then the second one, because I'm like, you know, um, I'm looking for games. See, the thing I'm running into with my Switch right now is that mm. um, I'm looking for games to play on my Switch that will really make the Switch shine. Because with a lot of games that I try to play on Switch, I look at it and I'm like, mm. there's a PlayStation equivalent. I'll just play it on PlayStation. Because I'm also invested yeah. in the trophies and the whole thing. So now I'm like really looking at the Nintendo exclusive games. You know, for example, Breath of the Wild or uh, Link's Awakening. Did you finish Breath of the Wild? No. But I do want to finish it before the second one comes out. I still have some time for that. But like, so, so I'm have, trying to... You have plenty of time. I have plenty of time. But I'm so, so I'm trying to look at games that make the platform shine. And I believe mm -hmm. Xenoblades or Xenoblades or whatever you pronounce it is probably one of those games. And um, I know that I'm not a fan of JRPGs, but I'm still willing to give it a chance because it might help me play, use my Switch more. Um, but who knows? I would... So story-wise, they're not connected. So it doesn't matter if you play the first or the second one or okay. if you play them in order. So you don't have to worry about that. Uh, the second game does have DLC that is a standalone DLC mm -hmm. that's a prequel. Okay. So if you want, you can play that separately. Um, it's a shorter campaign. The, 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 the battle system is 
way more streamlined and more direct and way more fun, in my opinion. Luckily, it's not my own opinion. Um, I spoke to other people recently. They're like, yeah, like, Torn of the Golden Countries battle system is, like, superior than Xenoblade 2. It's like, okay, good. I'm not insane. Um, so that one is... Uh, like if you were to if you were to start with one, I think I would recommend two over one, not because one is bad. I'm still playing through it. I'm almost at the end, um, but one is you can tell that it was a Wii game, okay. Um, but it they ported it to the Xenoblade Two engine, so it's really pretty, but the animations are still very mm. of the era. Okay, so. Like the the the, the um, like the cutscene like the regular cutscenes are really nice because they're well animated and stuff like that. But the in-game cutscenes are very basic animations. So when they turn around, it's really literally just like the you know the robotic oh, like turns okay. and like the robotic like movements and stuff like the pre-canned animations. The Fallout like, and Skyrim, uh... kinda okay. yeah, but. Even less so. Oh. Um, oh, okay. But the models look great because the models on the Wii version and on the new 3DS version look like PlayStation 2 models. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that one, at the very least, is good for bringing it to the modern age. Okay. If the story interests you... Uh, the, the thing is, I don't know if... I think 2 has it as well, but 1 definitely has it. There's a casual mode so that you don't have to worry about, like, grinding yeah i don't like grinding. so you so you can just play the game and like do the battles it, the battles can like in the later stages still are very engaging mm -hmm. and you still have to use strategy but you don't have to worry about getting wiped out every time mm, okay yeah because i don't like that's one of the reasons why i don't play rpgs or jrpg in general is up with the grinding but yeah. it's cool that it's not necessarily in there if you don't want it yeah i mean there's a lot of side quests in both games but Again, you can skip them because it's side quest. You can just focus on the main nice. story, which is really good, especially two. Like one has a really good story, and that's why I'm still playing through it. But two, like, I'd... it's equally good, but the intrigue is slightly better than in one. Okay. But there, one does have some plot twists in there, like that I'm just reached. I'm like, why have I not like continued this before to get to this point? Because it is crazy. Oh my gosh, it is so crazy. Um, but yeah, the the direct talks more about the new mechanics in Xenoblade Three, and there is so much new battle mechanics in there. The story is also actually interesting. The story is probably the saddest one okay. of like all three, because the first one is about like this never ending war between um the human like homs and like the mechanical mechons so like literally man versus machine okay um which is because it's a war so it's automatically a little bit sad but um it has lighthearted moments in there and Xenoblade 2 starts off lighthearted and then, you know, the plot starts and then it gets more serious. And it has some, like, primo, primo, like, good scenes and, like, good story moments in two. Nice. Um, 
the the prequel Torn in the Golden Country, really great story. You finally get more information from the characters that were mentioned in the main game. So you finally get to see them. You finally get to experience how these characters are. And then with three, it's like just instantly sad. It's like, yeah, people only have like 10 years to live and they're basically fighting a war all the time. And by the time they're the, they either die on the battlefield or when their 10 years is up, they get absorbed into like this godlike figure who's like their leader. And it's like, Wow, that's that's actually kind of flipping the pace. <laughs> kind of is, yeah. <laughs> and then you find out, and then they find out like there's more to more to the whole thing that meets the eye, and that's basically what the story is about. But we'll figure it out when the game comes out. And the battle mechanics, like they added so many new layers. So from what I can tell, the battle mechanics is very similar to Xenoblade Two. Um, where, you know, it's still, like, you have auto attacks, but then you have, like, the special moves that you can do. Um, But on top of that, you also have special combos that you can do besides that. And there's a fusion... uh, There's a... I wanted to say fusion dance, but it's not a fusion dance. There's a fusion mechanic where you fuse with another character, and then you become, like, this giant behemoth thing that wrecks house um and there's also a proper class system which neither xenoblade one or two had um which adds way more dynamic so you can actually swap classes with one another and basically have all of them be like the same class for example or have two of them be healers two of them be attackers and yada yada yada, and just mix and max mix and match um move sets and classes and abilities which is really it's really dope it looks really exciting the game looks flipping gorgeous i can't like xenoblade 2 was already pretty mm-hmm. 3 is actually prettier and i'm not even sure how they're doing it on the same system i mean i get it it's been a couple of years since xenoblade 2 came out so they understand the system more they're able to get more out of the out of the play, uh, wow First almost said Xbox, then said PlayStation, I meant the Switch. Um, it's just, it's really crazy that they're, be able, they're able to do that with the Switch. Yeah. After almost six years. Five years? Five years. So, uh, Imagine what they yeah. could do if they had an even newer Switch. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Probably better. Probably better. Um... But yeah, I would recommend. I would totally recommend checking out the direct if uh, you want to know more about that. The game is coming out in like less than a month. I'm super excited about it. Um, I want to get the special edition, but it's still not available to pre-order. Oh, in the US, they're already pre-ordered, and people are already reselling their pre-orders for three hundred bucks. Oh, wow. how much is the normal price? MSRP is. I don't know. I hang on a second. Let me check real quick. I I don't think it's a lot. I at most I think it's like a hundred and twenty or a hundred bucks. I don't know. Um, ninety. It's ninety. What? That's not the, a lot. The special edition is ninety bucks, and they're selling it for two fifty to three fifty. And are oh, people actually buying it? Stuff. Of course people are buying it. 
because you can only get it through the Nintendo to the My Nintendo Switch. So you need to have a Nintendo Switch Online membership. Yes. To be able to, right? No, no, no. Sorry, no. You don't need the membership, but it is only exclusive to Nintendo's uh, online store. So you can't get it anywhere else outside of the store. So if the store sells out, that's it. So I'm assuming it's sold out. Don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the first round of pre-orders was an absolute disaster with with demand crashing the My Nintendo store within minutes. Well, obviously. Nintendo opened up pre-orders once again today, and even with a few weeks of preparation, the site is still struggling. Jeez. I can't even imagine how it's going to be like on on uh, Nintendo of Europe's website when that is out. Crud. Like I checked even to I checked even today, like as we before we started recording, and it's still not available. I signed up for like the notification. There's still no email going out from hey, it's ready for pre-order. It's like game's coming out in a couple of weeks. Where are the pre-orders? What, oh my god! I'm going to show you what's going to happen. Their pre-order is going to go live, and then you're going to be in a situation where you cannot uh get it and then you're gonna be bummed out oh i'm like i will mm, i will smack a person if that that happens (laughs) oh my gosh the ah i'm I'm gonna be so because i've had the special edition of all the xenoblades so far except for well there was no special edition for the 3ds version so i have the special edition of like xenoblade for the wii i have the special edition of Xenoblade 2 on the Switch. I didn't get the special edition of uh, the Definitive Edition on Switch because it was way too expensive and I didn't have the money for it at the time. I'm still kicking my head because that came with a sweet vinyl of the soundtrack. I was like, damn, I kind of wanted that for my wall. Mm. Um, But yeah, I did see it again. But like it was like price gouged up to like wazoo. It was like oh, I'm not gonna get that. It's like two hundred two hundred euros. Like, nah, nah. <sighs> the original was one twenty though. To be fair, okay, with the, with the vinyl. Um. So yeah, that was the that was that direct, and then uh, Nintendo decided to bless us again with another direct. <laughs> yeah, a partner direct. So people did keep their expectations in check for once. Because you know how you know how Nintendo fans are, right? They'll be like, "Oh, wow, this the direct was uh, was expecting." Uh. It's like, no, no. Nintendo was like forthright and was like, "This is a partner direct. It's third party games only. Don't expect any first party games to be announced, and it's only games that are coming out this year in the next twelve months." So people had their expectations in check for once, which is really surprising because people actually did like this direct including myself. Um, there were a lot of announcements for something that only lasted 25 minutes. And there were a lot of big ones. A lot of flipping big ones. Um, for me, the biggest one was Near Automata being announced because I've been wanting for years for that to come out on Switch. And when it didn't happen, I was like, you know what? I give up. So when it was on discount for like, I want to say 12 euros on the playstation store i bought it there and i finished it i platinumed it it's the only game that i've ever platinumed 
And then they announced the Switch version. That was like, I was so shocked. I almost had a heart attack. I was like, oh my God, it's the, it's the Hero of the It's like, a sword? What is that? It's like, it's the Hero of the like, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Oh my gosh, I lost my actual mind when I saw that announcement. I was like, yes! And then they announced uh, Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, and I lost my stuff again. I was like, I lost it. Ah! Also, another thing that I've been wanting for so friggin' long. It's like, you've done all the Mega Man games. Literally, the only series that you haven't done is the RPG series. Well, that and Mega Man Legends, but we don't talk about Mega Man um but yeah battle network is coming next year in a collection if you're buying it online they split it into two parts again which is like why so now i have to like pre-order it so that i can get the physical copy that has all of them in one so that's 10 games in one and it's an rpg it's an rpg series so they're all long so if i wanted to i could literally do like a whole year's worth of Mega Man Battle Network live streams if I got it, if I chose to do so. I don't know if people are waiting for that. I don't know either. I doubt it, but it's there. Um, they announced a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, there was this really pretty indie game called Blanc with this uh, fox and, uh, and, uh, uh, and a deer, like this baby deer, and they have to make it through this desolate wasteland there's like no dialogue in the game apparently like no text sounds like a journey exactly so i know that if i play that game i'm probably gonna be crying at the end (laughs) no i'm not even kidding because it looks so gosh darn adorable there's probably something bad gonna happen to one of them or both of them well uh i'm looking forward to seeing that on stream (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I would never stream something that would make me cry in public. Hey, look, um, it shows uh, a more sensitive side of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, nah, you, just take my word for it. <laughs> um, they showed off Monkey uh, Return to Monkey Island, which people were also look for, looking forward to. It is a console... Uh, I think they said it was a console launch exclusive. So it's coming to Switch first. Well, Switch and PC first. And then it's going to come to other consoles later. They can have it. So that's nice. Um, oh, yeah. Blank is also a Switch exclusive. Um, they, uh, there were a lot of farming simulator games that were there not farming, but Harvest Moon-like yeah. games announced. There was um, Doraemon Story of sequel, Seasons, the sequel. So there's the, the second game. Uh, there was, uh, what, what is that called again? Where is it? Um, Square Enix came up with one. Yeah. The Square Enix one that was called Harvest Stella or something. Um, so that's one. And then there was another one that I, I kind of, yeah. Harvest Stella. And then there was another one that was also announced. I forget what it was called. There was this random railroad game called, uh, rail grade, which looked super weird. The funny um, thing is, is that if you look at the uh, Summer Games Fest opening, the overall yeah. theme there was horror games, and yeah. now the, the in, if you look at the Nintendo Direct, the overall theme is far, farming or you know Stardew Valley like kind of yeah, games. like games yeah. exactly. It's so opposite, it's like 
Oh, like so weird. Yeah. They all, like they both had weird thieves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Portal is out on Switch. Both one and two, like which is weird because I would have sworn this would have been out years ago. But I didn't know. But they decided to bring it out in twenty two. No, this was like a surprise announcement and a shadow drop. So they dropped it right after the direct. I thought it already got announced that it was coming in a previous direct because I wasn't surprised Portal was coming to the direct to the Switch. It was like, oh, it's finally out because it's in my mind I already knew it was coming to the Switch. I just didn't I'm think. Pretty, I'm pretty sure it was a surprise announcement. Sure, because I think it got announced like a two directs ago or something. I don't know. We might have to look it up. Um, the other exciting RPG that they announced, uh, Life Alive. Coming out a week before Xenoblade 3, of all things. So, you know, great timing, Square Enix. But they did release a demo that transfers the save file to the main game. So you you basically get to do the first three chapters of the game in the demo, and then the save file transfers. I haven't played the demo yet. I'm still contemplating on whether I'm, whether I should stream it or not, because I do want people to get this game. Because this is the first time it's ever been localized, ever. Because it was a, a Super Famicom game, never came out in the West. It's a very unique JRPG, um, which takes place over like uh, different eras. Like it starts from the prehistoric era all the way to the far future, and like every era has like their own protagonist and their own story, and their and every story has a unique um, battle system. So I'm actually really curious about that one. The Portal game um, Portal got announced in February. Really? Yeah. That's why I was wow. uh, not surprised. Huh. I think it got di- announced by, by at a direct back then as well. Wow, I completely forgot about that. It's so uh, it's not important enough for you to remember. So, <laughs> but. Can, can, no, no. I mean, yeah, yeah. I know. Also, mostly because it's twenty twenty two, and it's like, who hasn't played Portal yet? You know. Okay. To be fair, there might be actually. Be... I haven't played Portal one. I haven't played Portal two. I've never finished Half Life, and I've never finished Half Life two. <laughs> okay, I can I can give you that because I haven't finished Half Life or Half Life two yet. I've played them both. Um... But, oh, I've played both yeah. of them too back in the day, but yeah. But for me, I guess it's because back then I wasn't a PC gamer, and oh no, I got stuck on a boss. Oh yeah, I, I knew I, that they I, came I, I got stuck somewhere. Yeah, I mean, even though they came to console, it was like, Meh. and I know like the whole world's <laughs> waiting for well, the whole world was waiting for Half Life Three, and I think at this point they don't care anymore because yeah. I think that fan base got older and moved on to something else, and like the current fan base or. Millennial, yeah. At or this whatever, at this point, Half Life Three is. is a meme. Yeah. At this point, Half Life yeah. Three is just a meme. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, they did talk about they did show a new trailer for Sunbreak, but Sunbreak is out already for Monster Hunter. Yeah. It is so freaking good. You oh played it already, gosh. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna talk more about it in World Game Play, but uh, it is so good. Um. And lastly, and probably the most importantly, and unfortunately, it got spoiled for me because the way they dropped this direct is. They've never done this before. They just dropped the whole file. And for some stupid reason, as soon as that dropped, Atlas decided to drop the trailer for Persona 5, 4, and 3. Oh. So when I refreshed my uh, 
my my subscription feed on YouTube, that showed up and was like, well, great. <laughs> that got spoiled. So I when I saw it, I was happy, but it was already spoiled for me, so it wasn't a surprise anymore. Yeah. Um but yeah, but I did uh but I did do a live react to to the rest of the direct, so ninety-nine point nine percent of the direct is my genuine like reactions, except for the last announcements where it's like, well, I'm yeah, I'm happy it's here. Are you gonna get it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I know that I already have it on PlayStation and I'm pretty far. Yeah. But I am going to get it again and I'm probably going to finish it on Switch because it is way more convenient to play a JRPG that long mm -hmm. on something that I can just, you know, pick up and play. Okay. On PlayStation, I can't really pick up a play. I have to boot up the PlayStation, takes a while, then I get into the game. And then I can play again. You make it sound like it's one of those old Windows PCs that when you turn it on, you go grab coffee, you come back in 30 minutes, and then you get to play. Let's not exaggerate, okay? I mean, the PS4 is old, but it's not that old. <laughs> oh, to be fair, though, I do sometimes, like, boot up my PlayStation, get dinner, and then, you know. It, but it doesn't take that long to boot up. That's just <laughs> because you just found something else to do in the meanwhile. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are a bunch of other announcements uh, made in the direct, which are really cool. Um, I recommend looking up the direct or looking up my reaction video. Um, shameless plug. There. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> #Shameless plug. Um, but yeah, it was a really good. It was actually a really good partner direct for once. Usually, the partner directs are not the strongest directs, so this one actually had some good stuff some surprises in there really nice ones um there was a lot for a lot of people maybe not for everybody but a lot for a lot of people um oh one thing that, oh, i almost forgot one thing that they also showed off was mario and rabbits sparks of hope that's true. which the day after had its own presentation which showed off a lot more of the game the new battle mechanic which looks really nice um it's not grid based anymore so it's less XCOM-y than, than the first game because the first game was very... It, the, it mimicked a lot of XCOM 2 stuff. This one less so. It's, it's still very tactical um, in how you play it, but you have way more freedom mm. in how you play the game. Um, which is nice. The game looks really pretty. Um, of course, they had the 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 head the head of the of Ubisoft uh, Milan oh no 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 Milan the David Soliani um, of course uh, this is the dude that basically heads the team it's the dude that was crying on uh, uh, when when they first uh, showed off the first game when Miyamoto was like um, did you not see that no that was at V three like a couple of years ago like. Three, four years ago? Maybe I just blurred out because, you know, it's probably it, when it's Nintendo related, I'm like, oh, blurred out. Uh huh. Mm. <laughs> <Jerk>. <laughs> anyway, um, the, yeah, the showcase showed off a lot of stuff. Um, Bowser is now a part of the team. Um, they showed off uh, Rabbit Rosalina and like a new character called Edge. Uh, looks cool. I still haven't beat the first game. So might do that. Um, 
might finish that game before it comes out because the second one comes out October 20th. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. Nice. Um, that's pretty much all the Nintendo related stuff that was announced uh, that I could think of. I'm sure there's stuff that I missed. Um, but uh, what wasn't missed was an announcement by Sony, not PlayStation specifically, but Sony. Yeah, that was weird. That announced a bunch of gaming peripherals yeah. for their new label in Zone. Yep. So there's two gaming monitors. And three headsets. And three headsets. Yeah. And it's catered. But it's not PlayStation branded. Nope. But if you look at like the headsets specifically, they do look very PlayStation 5. I think it's just like a common design language that they're using because as well as the stand for the monitor, it looks like PS5 because <laughs> it has like the dual tone, the black oh, and the white. I haven't seen the monitors yet. Yeah, so the stand for the monitor, it's like the middle part of the stand basically looks like mm. a very slim PlayStation because it's like white plastic on the outside, black plastic in the middle. So it's probably like a common design language. Um, mm. Before people go all sorts of crazy... Let me put it this way. If you're a mm. PC gamer you will understand the pricing of these monitors. If you're mm. a console gamer, you won't, because basically you're just, you're, you don't understand how pricing works, because they announced a 27-inch monitor, which has 4K, 144 hertz, it uses an IPS mm. panel, and uses 96 local dimming areas. But So that's display technology. It has certified for HDR600. So all in all, it's a pretty good display for gaming. Um, oh, I don't doubt that. Yeah, but it has HDMI 2.1, two ports. It has Display Port. It has a built-in USB hub because it also has a KVM switch built into the screen. So, Ooh. like, it's it in here it retails for 1,100 euros, and people would say, "Whoa, but that's a crazy amount of money." Is that the, the 1080p money. one or the 4K the one? 4K one. I don't know how much the 1080p one is. The 1080p one is 240 hertz, so that's specifically aimed at FPS players on PC because on console you can't do it um mm -hmm. the the 4k one also supports g-sync and also vrr so it's like if you're looking for a monitor it is probably one of the best monitors for your playstation and yes it costs 1100 euros but that's basically built-in speakers yeah as well oh yeah cool. and cool. A, like a little bit rgb strip on the back but um because of course it does of course but like before people say like, oh, that's crazy amount of money for a screen. It is basically a normal price for a, a, a screen that's with those specs. Because if you look at similar displays with mm -hmm. the same amount of specs, it's either mm -hmm. the same price or it's higher. So mm -hmm. just because people are poor bastards or students or whatever bullshit arguments they always bring up, because students aren't poor, they just choose to deal with their money poorly. That's my argument, and I'll, I'll probably get like a whole bitching about it, but I've been a student. If you manage your money, you can do whatever you want, but if you choose to piss your money away on drinks or whatever, yeah, then you'll be a poor student and live on ramen and bread and whatever. But anyways, that's a conversation for a different time. It, the, smiling and nodding. Just smiling the price nodding. is not crazy for the, for the stuff you're getting. Yes, ideally, you would want it to be cheaper, but this, this display is not aimed at a a low-end segment. This is aimed at the high uh, PC gaming segment. And yes, at the same time, it's a good monitor for your PS5. You have to see it as an investment. You buy it once and you use it for years. 
So for those people that were expecting a 300 or a 400 euro monitor, it, you can't have that with the technology they put into it. So a lot of people were like, oh, this is crazy expensive. Like, it's not crazy expensive. The device, char they charge what other competitors do as well. Of course, you would want them to undercut it, but then they'll sell it at a loss, and then they can never do a screen after this anymore. Or you could say, you know, for 1,100 euros, go buy yourself an LG OLED 42-inch. Then you have value for your money, but that also means you have a big screen on your desk, and some people don't want that. Fair point. Yeah. I will say this, though. The headset is very interesting because yeah. all of them support uh, spatial audio or 3D audio. Yep. Um, but like the, the wired one is 99 euros. Yeah. It is the cheapest of the one. I am honestly contemplating maybe getting that one. Yeah, it has, um, built, it has an included USB adapter as well if you want to use it on PC. So Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I can use it on my PlayStation 4 as well if I wanted to. Yeah. And then the so. the two other models are wireless. And basically, it's like a more of a comfort thingy. So like this, the, the more expensive one has like soft leather cups for your ears um, and has like a few other smaller features. But basically from like the main features are carried over to both. Um, so I think the difference is 70 euros. The, the, the middle one is 230 and the more expensive and one is 300. Yeah, I don't know if it's like noise canceling per se or noise canceling microphones. There's something like the differences are minor. It's not like you're getting a really bad headset if you buy the middle one uh, or yeah. the wired one. I mean, they're all three good headsets. I just wonder how this will fit into the lineup with if you also have Sony PlayStation 5 headset, which is also 99 euros, which is also wireless. So, like, how does this fit into that strategy? Hmm. Because good I have the wait can you use that one on other on stuff other than the playstation 5 it has a built-in headphone jack so yeah there's also a cable included in the box oh okay yeah Weird. yeah so i wonder how it's going to but then again it could be uh, like the monitor aimed at all gamers instead of playstation gamers because the playstation 5 Fair. headset is meant to be yeah. paired with the ps5 but if you want the more premium option you could go for the in-zone line um, mm. Or if you like, for example, you, you could use it on your Switch as well or on your PC or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I, mm, I might get it in the future because um, I do need to upgrade from these. Yeah. Uh, these are these are 7.1 surround sound speaker uh, headsets, so they're really nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been, I've had these for quite some time, so I do eventually need to upgrade to uh better ones um plus the 3d audio thing is very intriguing because i want to know if the 3d audio works with like if you if i would use it on pc if that works um if it comes with the software that supports it i'm assuming it does i think it's two separate things here because you have 3d audio and you have yeah. spatial audio the headset yeah. supports spatial audio but 3d audio is something exclusive to ps5 but for 3D audio to work, you can use any headset. You don't have to have a specific headset because it's done from a hardware point of view from the PS5. But spatial uh, audio okay. is something different because I mean I know that other manufacturers also have spatial audio in their headset and their devices. But 3D mm. audio is like hardware based off of a PS5, but it works with all mm. headsets. That's uh, why it's funny, okay. like a lot of people went and bought the PlayStation 5 headset. And they were like, oh, I get to experience 3D audio. And then I would tell them, if you had a normal headset, you could 
already experienced 3D audio because your headset supports it. And they were like, so I spent a hundred bucks for nothing. It's like, <laughs> I guess you should have read the, the man. You should have read the fine print. Yeah. Uh, uh, mind you, these were wow. influencers that did it. So I would Afters. expect them to know the most, <laughs> but I expect too much. <laughs> oh, well. Um, I guess that's it. Unless you have any other news that, uh, no. Oh, there is one more thing that I did want to announce and it's a small thing. And I know that again, you don't really care. I do. Sega finally announced that fantasy star online two is coming to PlayStation four in the West this summer. And it's free to play. It's a free to play one. So that, that makes me super duper happy. It's coming out August 31st. So yeah, I'm gonna have to buy a new hard drive for my PlayStation. Or you could just remove um, games. Wait, yeah, <laughs> no, because I still have games that I need to finish. Um, there are Elden Ring. so many games. I'm still playing Elden Ring, by the way. Okay, so, but I'll be talking about that later. Um, all right, yeah, that's it. Um, finally coming to PlayStation. Makes me happy because that means I can finally play the game. Because I don't have a PC that can play the game. And I don't have an Xbox to play the game. So Maybe you yeah. should get a Series S. I saw one for two twenty five the other day. Mm, that has been very tempting lately. Like, just get a Series S. Uh, S my bad. I um, saw the Series X again in stock for hours the other day. I was really? like, oh, this is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants oh my it. goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> oh dang, why are you so mean? I'm just being honest. That's so mean. Oh, that's still so like, when you say it, it sounds mean. <laughs> when I say a lot of things, it sounds mean. It's just a matter of interpretation. Mm. All right. Anyway, um, we'll be right back uh with what we've been playing. So stick around. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the second segment, which is, of course, what we've been playing. Sean Templar, what have you been playing? Um, I've been playing a bit, a, f- a few games. Uh, the new PlayStation Plus came out in the, here as well, finally. So I uh, I upgraded to Extra because I, I didn't really saw a use for Premium. So I got Extra, which means you get like the... the initially, they said it was going to be over 700 games. But in the end, Sony did a little bit more than that. It's over 800 games. So I think the exact amount is like 840. Um, so, Ooh, nice. uh, yeah, so I've downloaded Guardians of the Galaxy. I downloaded Ghost of Tsushima, the director's cut. I downloaded Demon Souls. Um, I only played Guardians of the Galaxy so far. Um, but I'm really liking it. It's, uh, as I nice. said, like, I was not expecting the game to be this well. I think it's, like, really... I don't dumb. think anybody was expecting no, the game no, to be ev- this well. Especially after Avengers. Like, everybody was like, meh, you know. I was like, meh. But I, th- I think yeah. it's really, like, the underdog of last year. And it's really fun. It's um, it's cool to see that... So, um, it's basically an action-adventure game. And it's, it's a pretty long one as well. I'm only in Chapter 3 or 4 right now. And it's, like, 14 chapters. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just funny. Guardians of the Galaxy, like you're kind of used to from the movies. The combat is fun. It's cool to see that, like, all the Guardians have different abilities they can use in combat. And then you can kind of, like, 
uh, mash those combos together. It's like a combo meter with like all sorts of words like marvelous, amazing. Like when you hit enemies or do combos and you can tie yeah. those combos together uh, to do more damage. Um, but it's also cool that like all the guardians have their own abilities to solve puzzles. So sometimes you need to lean on different abilities to solve environmental puzzles, which makes it fun. Um, there's also a bit of like some kind of dialogue option. So sometimes your your team is just talking and you can choose to respond in certain ways and they will remember certain replies. So there's one part where yeah. you're in this canyon and then you need to get across and then you can choose to have Drax throw rocket over the, the, the gap or you can just say, oh, let's try to find another way. So I, I chose to throw rocket across and he didn't like that. And he was really upset and pissed about it. And then you see like in the upper right corner, you see like Rocket's really upset with you that you made his, him, you made Drax throw him. And then later you get that back, like Rocket's still upset. And then he might not do certain things or he might do certain things in the story. Mm -hmm. So it's cool to see that <laughs> element in there. Uh, yeah, um, I would definitely recommend it, especially if, if you're a PlayStation play gamer, then you can just get PlayStation Extra and it's in there included. So you don't have to buy the full game for... 60 or 80 bucks. Um, so I've been playing a little bit of that. And then mm -hmm. I've still been playing a little bit of Battlefield. Um, after the last few patches, the game's really getting good. Um, there's no more really annoying issues. It feels like they fixed most stuff. It's just that the game really needs a lot of content right now. First season started. I got the Battle Pass. I'm just trying to get through the, the tiers. And you get like fun unlocks like new weapons or helicopters or skins or whatnots um there's also a new specialist there's a new map uh, as i said last time it's called exposure um the only thing that i'm experiencing right now is that like because they fixed a lot of stuff they also fixed the issue in portal because in portal you couldn't get like xp because people would just set up xp farms with bots and then they decided to of course take away that option so that you could not there was no real fun in, in playing Portal because, you know, you want to get XP. And now they fixed that in a way. Uh, so mm -hmm. there are some hardcore servers now because I personally play Call of Duty in hardcore as well. So like more extra damage, no HUD. So it makes it a bit more realistic. So there is like a couple of servers that have hardcore options, but those servers are only really full at certain times of the day. So you can't play it throughout the whole day. It's more usually like in the evening that those servers are pretty full because unfortunately... The player base for Battlefield, of course, has shrunken a lot, uh, and I really no hope, kidding. Yeah, like it's a bummer because now it's really in a place where it's just fun. So I really hope the mm -hmm. players come back to to the game because it definitely deserves a second chance. So like, if if I'm not playing hardcore, I'm just playing the normal multiplayer. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when hardcore, it's just so much more nicer because then, like in two three hits, somebody dies, and same goes for you. Whereas when you're playing normally, it feels like you have to sometimes unload the whole magazine because you also miss a few shots and stuff like that. So it just makes the combat a bit more snappier when you have hardcore enabled. Um, I was playing it this morning again. Um, and yeah, they fixed a lot of the issues. So I'm really happy with that because I felt like the aim assist was really broken. And now they've also fixed that as well. Um, so I'm just having a lot of fun with Battlefield. I just pop in there, play for like an hour, sometimes a little bit longer, and then I just leave it as it is. Um, we're all, of course, waiting for Modern Warfare 2 to come out in October so that we can play that with our regular Call of Duty gang. Um, in between, <laughs> we're also playing Rainbow Six Siege. 
Yeah, which is basically... Oh, yeah, how's that going? Yeah, so I haven't played this week, but last week we played a couple of matches. Um, I'm starting to get better at that as well, because you always also have to find, like, an operator that suits your style. And because we only bought the base game, we don't have, like, any of the, the season passes or year passes. You're missing a few of the operators. But it's still mm-hmm. fun to play, because, you know, there's a bit of strategy involved and a little bit of planning and a lot of communicating with your team. Um there was this one match that we were, uh, there's like a, a hostage mission on an aircraft and then it's on an airfield and you have to board the aircraft and then secure the hostage. Um, and then at one point I was like up at the upper level crawling through some vents and then I suddenly saw one guy and I was able to peek and I was able to take the guy out. And because you're hearing footsteps, but you, you can't exactly determine where they're coming from. So you're getting a little bit paranoid. So you're constantly looking around 360 the whole time. <laughs> And then eventually I got like three or four in a row because they all came from the same size, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, this is nice. And then I got eventually at that match, I was the MVP. I'm like, whoa, this, I would never expect this to happen to me in a, in a game like that. Because it's also skill-based matchmaking. So, you know, you yeah, get, yeah, get yeah. put into more harder matches. But it's a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't expect it to like it. Like I played Rainbow Six Vegas 1 and 2 in the past, and I love those games. But that's like years ago. Um, so I'm really happy with, with this, even though if it's like a little bit that I play it, I just need to kill some time until I get to October or maybe in August, I think or September, August, September, Saints Row is coming out. So I'm hoping that one to get good reviews as well. Um, so maybe I'll just jump on that. And yeah, that's basically it. I would still want to go back to Ghost of Tsushima to play the Iki Island expansion. Um, and I want to start trying Demon Souls because, um, yeah, I'm not a Souls fan, but Demon Souls looks really fun. And I watched uh, a streamer do like a whole playthrough. So I kind of have like tips and tricks on how to approach it. Because I'm going to pick mm-hmm. a character with uh, magic as well. So that way it's at least like a, a little bit easier to play. Because then you have like ranged combat and close combat. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I have time. So. Yeah, definitely do. Yeah. <laughs> so what have you been playing? Oh, uh, well. Fall Guys finally came to Switch. Oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's free to play. Oh, yes. Um, so it's been a while since I've played Fall Guys. But the last time I played Fall Guys was on PlayStation, obviously, because it was part of the PlayStation Plus. Um, it's okay. Like, on Switch, the launch was terrible, by the way, like, in general, because um, they did not expect so many people, apparently, to play a free-to-play game. Okay. Well, on PlayStation, Fine, like, everybody was... Play- it was super popular on PlayStation as well, so I'm surprised why people... why they. Yeah, and it. on PC, because it was on Steam. It's not on Steam anymore. It's now on Epic Game Store, because, you know, Epic bought the developer. Um, so, yeah, like, I tried to... Like, the when the day that... I think the day or the day and a half when it came out uh, on Switch, I played with a friend of mine in Japan. Oh, nice. That took four ever to finally get to connect because every time when i sent her an invite she couldn't accept it like she'd get it and then it would not let her connect okay so she had to send me an invite and that for some reason worked um and then we played the we played 1v1 so like basically every man for themselves Mm -hmm. um and it was like you know what let's do some you know team play so it's like two players 
um, you know, like how you, you can play solo or, uh, uh, you know, like duos or quartets in Fortnite. Same thing in, in uh, Fall Guys. So we played duos for a while, for like a very short while. We did like two, three matches. And then the whole game just crashed. And I had to boot up the game again. Okay. She had to boot up the game again. And then uh, we tried to do duels again. Nobody. Like, you'd see, like, the player count, and then the player count would start to drop before the game even starts. Okay. And the game needs a minimum of 40 players for it to start the game. So we couldn't do that anymore. We switched back to solo, and then we were able to do a couple of more matches. She actually did win once. She oh, got the crown. Nice. Oh, cool. Which is, which is nice, because it was her first time playing uh, Fall Guys. She never played Fall Guys before. Because she doesn't have a PlayStation Four, she only has the Switch. Oh, um, I never want to. So this was her. So she, so she, she played uh, Fall Guys for the first time, and she got a crown. So I was like, "Yay, good for you!" Nice. I, was so, I was so happy for her. I was like, "Get it!" <laughs> <laughs> she was like, "Oh my God, there's just two more people. It's like just you and this guy." And then the dude fell, fell into the goop. I was like, "Yeah, she got it." It can be pretty. Uh, um, intense. It can be really intense. Yeah, I almost got the crown too, and I. I just messed up at the last moment. Oh. It was just me and like two other two other guys. Oh man. It's like, oh, and I got sick and I'm like That's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> when you're so close that you could taste it, you know? Um, so that so I played some Fall Guys. That was fun. Um it doesn't really run that great on Switch. Like your character runs fine, but every other character runs at five frames per second. Oh, I wouldn't expect that because the game doesn't look that taxing. You would think that, but yeah. And the funny thing is, it runs on thirty frames on Switch. Yeah, and it's crossplay. Wow. Yeah, but it almost sounds like if you're playing on console, you on a yeah on console, it you might actually have an advantage. Wow, well, how so? Maybe because performance. You have a yeah, maybe a performance advantage. I mean, yeah, if you're playing on PlayStation or Xbox, sure, because that one runs at sixty. Yeah, yeah. So I guess if you're running, but I think the I think it's negligible because of the way the games are. It's pretty negligible um, because it's basically a race to the finish most of the time. Um, the other times, it's basically like hold on for five minutes. Um, till the timer runs out or stuff like that. Um, but most of the time it's like a race, you know, or an endurance race, um, stuff like that. So I think it's not even that bad that it's like 30 frames versus 60. It runs, it's fine. It's just like the first couple of days were super weird. They fixed it by adding more servers. So mm -hmm. it should be running a lot better on all, on all platforms. But damn, matchmaking, like the first day matchmaking was bad. I've had that on PlayStation with certain games as well. So, mm. so I played that. Uh, obviously, I was playing some Xenoblade uh, Definitive Edition because I want to finish that game before um, Xenoblade 3 comes out. Uh, I'm really far. I think I'm in the final two chapters. Oh, that's nice. And then I did a whole bunch of side quests. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you have to do this one thing. It's like, can I go do other things? Nothing is stopping me. Okay, I'm going to do side quests now. <laughs> so I went and did a bunch of side quests. And I think I've done most of the side quests. 
Um, because it's not there are no there are no new side quests popping up, so I was like, okay, I have to go and continue the 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 chapter. So I I think I'm gonna do that afterwards. Um, but yeah, so that's one, and then of course, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Oh my gosh, I was so excited! Came out, I bought it, I pre-ordered it, um, played it a bunch. It is so much harder, but also so much more rewarding. The game is just so cool. The new monsters, the new subspecies, the new mechanics, the the switch skill swap. So, mouthful, but such a cool mechanic. Um, it just makes the switch axe even more cooler, even though it was already cool. Um, it's just, oh my God, it's so good. So good. So many like small quality of life changes that they added that make me go, oh yeah, game is way better. For example, um, you can wall run in, uh, you can wall run in Monster Hunter Rise, but to do that you need to use this thing called a wire bug so that you can like zip to the wall and then do a wall run. Now all you need to do is run. You run to the wall and you start a wall run. I'm like the first time it happened, I was like, wait. The- I did not use a wire bug. Why am I running on the wall? I'm like, wait, did they just add that? That was like so good. I'm like, yes, because it makes it so much better to like maneuver around monsters. If you're like in a tight room and you don't have to worry about like a wire bug because they have to recharge every time you use them. So it's like, okay, if you use both wire bugs, then you have to wait like 10, 20 seconds for them to recharge. You have to wait longer if you use a special skill. But if you can just wall run now, that is less. That is more a stamina issue than a wire bug issue, which is fantastic because you can buff your stamina easy. Plus, you can also use items to prolong your stamina, so way better, way better. Um, plus, they also added you know new locales and stuff like that. One of them is a remake from uh, Monster Hunter Two, or sorry, Monster Hunter Dose. Um, is it really called Dose? Yes, it's Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Dose, Monster Hunter Try. Four was just called Four. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, Japan. What you got to do? Uh, <laughs> I guess. I mean, the PSP one was called Freedom Unite. I know. Yeah. Um, well, in the West, it was called Freedom Unite. In Japan, it was called Monster Hunter. Uh, portable first, uh, portable, portable second, portable third. That actually makes Four more did sense. Not get a portable first. Yeah, you would think that, but apparently they were like, no, no, we're just gonna call because they didn't bring Monster Hunter Portable to the West. They ported Monster Hunter uh, Portable Second G, which is like the upgraded version, um, to the West. That's the one that's called Freedom Unite. Okay. I know that those yeah. games were really popular, especially in Japan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, because everybody who had their PlayStation the portables with them all the time. Man. Yeah. Everybody, like, they had cafes specifically for Monster Hunter players. I know. That's how popular that was. You know, in the time before online gaming on portable systems. You would almost say that if Sony did something again with a handheld, at least in Japan, a lot of people would probably buy it as well. Probably, but not for the reasons you think. 
and then because it... remember the Vita ended up being nothing more than a visual novel uh, visual novel machine there were a lot of visual novels coming out in Japan a lot and this a similar thing started to happen with the switch like a couple of years ago there were there are a lot of visual novels in Japan on switch and like a lot of them get western releases and I don't know why oh well. Yeah, I don't know who plays them. But I can't imagine. And there's clearly a market. I don't know who plays them. <laughs> it's kind of like farming simulator. Mostly simu- women. It's probably like farming simulator. Yeah, but with farming simulators or like Harvest Moon. Or bus simulator or, s- or truck simulator. Or like, you're asking like, why are these So basically Germany. Out? Yeah. So, so basically There's a market Germany. for it in Germany. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. But. Visual novels, mostly women or dudes that that are into very particular kind of visual novels. But most of the visual novels that are on Switch are really aimed at women. Because mm. they're all pretty boys and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not made for me. <laughs> you, you don't say. Um, yeah, no, no kidding. Um, I think that's it. Did I play anything else? Okay. I want to say yes, but I don't remember what. That's okay. I haven't played Live Alive yet. The demo, but I am gonna play it. Um... Oh, oh my god! What could I forget? Turtles, oh. the new Turtles game, Shredder's Revenge. Oh my god, it's so good! I need people to play it with. I need people. That sounds. It's so. Fu- I played it solo. I played it on stream. Ask but it on your Instagram. Honestly, probably people will just say the. Game. Oh, there are people that want to play with, but um, time zone. So I still. I still need to figure that out. Um, but yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. It is so fun. Like, I don't know if you've ever played like Turtles in Time before. Or... I played it on the NES or the SNES. I don't know which one, but I played it like years ago. Yeah, that's SNES. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. It's so, that's so good. This is so good. Shredder's Revenge is so good. It literally caters to 90s kids. Nice. So yeah, if you have Xbox Game Pass, you have zero excuse not to try it. And if you have a bunch of friends that can play with you, the better. Nice. That's it. That's all I've been playing. Cool. Well, then on the, that note, uh, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Game Rivals. It's a short one, but hey, um, in Dutch they say kort maar krachtig, so uh, why not? Um, short but powerful. Yeah, and uh, if you're all about the Nintendo stuff, well, this episode was for you because I basically <laughs> said nothing and Maximilian said everything. Go Nintendo. <laughs> Yay. Yay, Nintendo. Yay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you can find us on uh, on all your major podcasting platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Overcast, Stitcher. We're probably there. Um, you can find us on YouTube as well. The episode goes live. The video version at least goes live the same uh, time. The audio version goes live. We shall put the, dis- the link in the description so you can click on it. Um, you can find us on Twitter, game underscore rivals underscore, and you can find Maximilian there as well, um, at Maximilian. Um, you can reach us through email, gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. You can uh, find us on, uh, at least Maximilian on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Maximilian underscore X. Uh, on Instagram, it's at Maximilian underscore X and at Game Rivals. Same goes for TikTok. And... Um, think that's it yep that's yeah. it on that note i have been and always will be sean templer and i have been and will always be maximilian x and we'll see you on the battlefield later <laughs> <laughs>